Hi everyone, welcome to the SOAS Union podcast. This is the podcast where we introduce you to some of the amazing people working in the student union to give you an insight of what we do, who is responsible for what, and what are some of the projects we are working on. Today I have with you my colleague Antonia Bright, who is our student representation coordinator, and she'll be introducing herself and talk about some of the things that she's involved with with the student union and the school. Welcome, Antonia. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. So, Antonia, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself, what exactly your role is, your background at SOAS, how long you've been at SOAS, because I know you've been here for quite some time. So it's always good to hear some of the back history of the people who've been at SOAS for a significant amount of time. So, yeah, go ahead. Gosh, OK. Well, that would be very long, so I'll try and keep it a little bit a little bit summarized. Yeah, I work, um, I'm part-time member of staff. So I actually just work four days a week and predominantly that's around supporting the student representation system and various other bits of background stuff in the offices. And it's really like all our roles, we're supporting the officer team, you know, facilitating things. So hopefully, you know, the student's the student body, the student union can be as effective as possible in all the things that students want to do. So it's difficult to summarise, like, because I've been at SOAS nearly 20 years, not quite, but nearly. And to be honest, it shocks me when I say that. Yeah, (laughs) because, um, yeah, that's a pretty long time. It has changed over that time so much. I mean, it changes, obviously, because every year it's a, it's a new cohort, it's a new, new people, a huge influx of new people coming in. Higher education as well has changed a lot, the whole sector over that time. I remember before there was the whole austerity, for example, I remember, you know, mm-hmm. can reminisce like it seemed easier before, perhaps. I think in life, you know, a lot of people are facing harder times. But education, getting an education, being able to learn, keep learning, access the kind of opportunities that that you need, you know, an education to be able to get, you know, that's so important that I I do think it is a sector and an area that's always interesting and challenging and important. So it's a good place in that sense. It's a good place to work. It's, It's a good time to, you know, work with students, you know having yeah, a no. student as well <laughs> yeah I can only imagine because as you mentioned you've been here for almost 20 years and you work with student representation so you've seen so many different students and uh, experiences uh, across those years and as the black student sport coordinator I work predominantly with black students but I can only imagine that you as a student presentation coordinator you work with everyone. So you work with different kinds of students from different backgrounds, both international and local uh, UK students. So I think my, what I would really like to know from you, like how have the experience changed over the years from one when you were a student yourself and now being at SOAS for such a long time, you've been through so many different changes within the institution. How have you seen that change? Yeah, I mean, it's take some uh, thinking back through in some ways, because it's like you're going through different eras, you know, and so that kind of creates a distance, if you like. So I would say like most recently, there's a different kind of, of, I guess, pressure on students. When I first started working at SOAS, we were a much smaller staff team in terms of the student union and probably a lot of 
you know, facilitated various things. So my, my job ended up kind of growing in odd ways because it depended on kind of what was needed, administrative, you know, things to do with making payments for staff or supporting the student staff in the, um, you know, shop and, and things like that. I was running a payroll alongside with organising student representatives and training and um, um, all sorts of things. But it, but, but that was because it was a, a very small team. And to be honest, um, the work's really grown a lot. Partly the student body has grown a bit over that time. The space has not grown much. So you know how we're always very crowded in the office. The space has never grown too much. But the amount that we do and the, the amount that students do alongside their education is phenomenal. And, and it's always been true at SOAS, for example, societies. There's been so many, so many, and so many different perm- permutations of what on the surface might look like a similar society, but there's so many different angles. And the, I guess the things that people are quite creative about and inspired to do. And with reps, it's um, it's one of those roles that's changed a lot as well, partly because of having the impetus to try to develop it a bit more. Um, but also then there's been so many restructures at SOAS that it means that you can't work with the same recipe, if that makes sense. Like, you know, the structures have changed so much. You need to have different approaches and it's hard to kind of keep up with, you know, what are the um, ways that decisions get made now and where do students fit into it in a timely way where their ideas and concerns and stuff can have some influence over those changes, can have some impact so that you end up with something stronger and better and not something that you have to change again, you know, later on. So the last few years, there's been some quite rapid kind of changes and restructures, dramatic, mm-hmm. you know, changes that um, almost make, you know, how SOAS used to be almost something you you forget. <laughs> I, I feel now, right now, like I'm so um, consumed in, in figuring out what we are now that it's easy yeah, to no. forget. What were we? <laughs> what were we before? But I hope that, that some of this will, you know, be for the better. Obviously, we can't help things like the fact of the coronavirus and all the move online and th- those are not changes that we could ease into or, um, you know, would have chosen otherwise. Thank you. Um, I think that's a really important thing because you mentioned changes and you mentioned student representation. So what does student representation actually mean at SOAS? So even with the changes that we've um, currently undergone in the transformation and change, what does student representation look like now at SOAS for students who are interested for example, in joining or being part of student uh, a student representation and being representatives for their year or their cohort, what does it look like? Could you give us an insight on how that works within the student union? Yeah, so this is going to be quite a few changes like this year, and it's going to be hard to entirely predict what it will look like because of the unknown factors. But we are addressing the way that student representation had been and some of the barriers and and, and, uh, difficulties that students who were reps had found. And and overall, the experience from what people consistently have said, what they get positively from being a rep has been the insight of the inner workings of the school. It's a different kind of a relationship because you're the person who is a liaison, like a link between the student body 
and the department, the academics, the conveners, the staff, the student support and the students union. And so in one sense, you could think of it that way as being like a linchpin in between, you know, these different groupings within the SOAS community and using that that link, that being of a link to raise things, raise things and raise proposals or issues or, you know, report back, gather the feedback and hopefully then have a situation where the experience of students day to day, week to week, where there's something that needs to be addressed, it has a place to go. It has a resolution, it has a direction. So it should look like, you know, a kind of um, a smooth way that students' experiences can be, how can I put it, like coherently, you know, put across, like summarised in useful places where decisions are made and that can influence students' time at SOAS positively. What does it mean kind of doing in terms of like that part? Obviously, everything we're going to be doing is going to be online. So that's the weirdness because you you know, you'll be with students you haven't actually met physically face to face. A lot of students are going to be in classes where they're sharing an experience with making friends, but they may not have actually met each other, which is weird because in any previous year, you'd be looking at class announcements. You know, a rep would be someone who is around and you can chat in the corridor after class, you know, or what did you think of this? I'm struggling with that. Or, you know, where's our reading list isn't on Moodle or whatever would come up and the informal chats and conversations would often be the way that a rep would, as a student as well, participate and kind of get the idea of things that they may want to say, well, actually, this is something worth raising in my department meeting. Like this is actually, you know, something they we need something done about because you know, you can solve things before they become problems quite often just by saying something at the right time to the right person. So now with online, that's very different. The reps are still that kind of linchpin, that, you know, that link between school, students, wider, you know, students and SU. And we're looking to have reps in every year group, in every department. The departments will still be the departments, but the administration has been collected in a different way. So there's a group of departments will have one kind of administrative link within the school. So some things will change in terms of who is it students have to go to. And the administrative side of the school has shrunk because there was a number of voluntary severance over the summer because of the restructuring and and cuts that were made in the school. So the administrative side has changed. And so that will be seen in some of who do students go to to ask questions to or you know, some of the staff will be working in different areas that they weren't working in before. Um, And so in some ways, being a rep will be like sorting through kind of understanding and being able to say back to students, you know, like being a mouthpiece that can say back to students, well, this is what's changed or this is what's going on. So that some of these questions can be kind of collectivized and answered, you know, rather than have to each ask one by one by one, you know, yeah, being a rep. Also, like this year, we're expanding and changing the role so that we could make better use of the teams of reps. So in each department, you would have reps in a couple of reps at least of every year group and then you'd have undergrad you'd have postgrad you know masters research and so on but they wouldn't all fit into a department meeting there'd be a smaller number from that group that would go to the department meeting but then 
how do we involve like all the other reps to do something more whilst they are a rep, get more out of the role and have some influence, even if they aren't in a department meeting that's, you know, a couple times each term. We decided, like, we thought that also there's a lot of issues that can't be solved in a department. They have to do with somewhere else in the school, maybe the library, maybe the advice and well-being, you know, maybe careers. Like, there's things that are issues that the department itself can't solve. It needs to go somewhere else. And so Mm -hmm. if we have reps who have different focuses, then as a team, you know, they can talk to each other, they can make sure that all the different angles are, are covered. And then each personal rep can kind of have their own focus. And for example, be the link to the library or be the link, you know, who goes to forums with advice and well-being and has a different particular focus where those kind of issues can go somewhere. They don't get stuck in the department meeting and then and then that's it. They can link somewhere else and there will be someone who's a rep who is that link who can go and raise those issues or questions or make a request about the different kinds of services students would like to see. You know, come back to the group and say, well, this is what we raised. This is the answer we got. Like, this is what we think you know, this is what I think we can do next and so on. So there's more of a, um, more of a wide range of directions that as a rep, you could engage with the school, not just in your academic department, but in towards other departments, towards other services. And you may find that following through, you can get some things done and you'll have an experience of really how the school works in a much broader way than reps used to have. And hopefully it will be actually more positive on both sides because when you have influence and you know that what you're raising is getting somewhere, you feel a lot more satisfied and encouraged. And the experience is something you can lean on and use in the future because it's a positive experience, you know. That's really interesting. And I think it sounds very rewarding for students, especially if you come into a university like SOAS, where you actually have a chance to influence quite a lot of on when it comes to the student experience. Do you think that this will be different now that we're working remotely? Will it be more difficult or will it actually be easier for students to get into the role of student representative and try to embed themselves in the SOAS culture and some of the changes that are currently happening. So how do you think that being um, remotely will affect student representative roles in in the university? I think that it's going to be difficult in certain ways, yeah, because of not having the same access, you know, to talk to each other. What we're trying to do, though, is use more of the online tools. So one is um, BLE There'll be a landing page for reps. Everyone who's a rep will be able to um, access it. And so there's a different way of trying to present the resources online. And there's also a wider training and the training, uh, the SU will lead on training on the basics of the role and getting the network, you know, getting people who are reps in their departments, meeting each other, talking, thrashing out a few initial ideas and so on, like as an early on session. Then there's also going to be training that the staff development team are leading on. And I hope that that will help to give people more ideas of what they can do, you know, get more out of the role that way. And in the process of sort of using these tools online, you know, be able to, I guess, make more of an efficient yeah, use of, of what, what there is. I mean, the major things that you'd have to do as a rep is be able to talk to other students. And that's only going to be able to be through some mix of online 
you know, things like there's the student mailing lists. I mean, reps will be able to send out emails to everyone. That was true before. I think that there may be scope for doing class shout outs, you know, occasionally if lecturers are amenable to giving someone a couple of minutes whilst everyone's, you know, online, if that's um, possible. But the BLE pages will be new and we're looking to have one for every department as well. So there's that will be a space to have a bit of a forum, you know, talk to each other, get resources, access, you know, contacts, the most important contacts. And then, of course, we just encourage reps to get to know that other people in their department, at least, who are the, the most immediate team you know, to talk to. And then where there's reps who take on particular focuses to link to certain things, it'll mean that there'll be some kind of forum, which will be online. And in those occasions, they'll get to meet reps who are from other departments who share that same interest. Like one example is a link to climate and curriculum, which is something that the SU's also had as priority, encouraging looking at how climate is looked at across the curriculum, the impacts of the environmental crisis. So you get to mix and hopefully find some, yeah, online kind of forums and then ways to keep up with each other and stay in touch and have some interaction. And we can develop that because it sort of needs to be responsive to people's needs and particular issues require bigger consultations. So when you know, reps need to do something wider, you know, then we will help, we'll help work out how do we need to achieve, you know, what the, whatever the aim is, you know, as and when, and try and get reps to do some social things. One of the focuses would be to do event of some kind, something more social, which is another way, you know, for those who are interested or, or want to find some specific ways to break the isolation can use being a rep as a way to you know get some support in in doing that running some kind of events or something you know attached to their departments and their fellow students that sounds really interesting antonia so this sounds like something that students can not only use one to be more engaged within the student community but also to give something back to their peers and to be more active in especially in a time when we're working remotely to have that kind of social interaction with others and still see what's happening within their department and uh, what kind of changes they can expect so how would someone be Become a student representative? How would a student uh, show their interest to become a student representative? Are there elections or do you have to sign up anywhere? What are the steps to become a student representative? It's all open right now and we've extended it for a week, the nomination period, because of issues that people had enrolling. And we want to make sure that people who have therefore had to re- enroll a bit late still have a chance. So you can go on to the reps website, which is the SOAS Union dot org forward slash reps just r-e-p-s um and you'll find yeah the all the information there'll be a link to the nomination form it's just a straightforward google form it allows us to collect what we need to know so that we can understand um who is running for which course like like which area because a lot of students are joint honors and it's hard to tell you know um without explicitly asking, you know, which part are you running for rep in? Some people ask, you know, can I run, if I'm doing a combined honours, can I 
can I be a rep in both departments? That's not advisable because it would be too much to take on. That would be two sets of meeting, two sets of teams. And as reps, it's really important to have the team. So we're not trying to restrict the numbers. We're trying to make sure that there is someone, you know, who can focus on their area in every area and and then work together with other reps. Um, So you'd fill in the nomination form. It, uh, It asks you to put you know, a brief paragraph about why you want to run. So for um, where there's lots of nominations, there will, you know, be a ballot, there'll be a chance for everyone to vote who's in that department. We need more nominations coming in. I know there's some departments where I think we don't have any nominations yet. So we'll do some reminders. Um, And basically, uh, once that election has taken place, which will be within that reps website on the SU website, then we'll announce who the reps are and they will be informed to the department so that the departments can start getting in touch with them about when department meetings are happening. And we will get in touch with them about the training schedule and the the parts that are core and the parts that are optional extras that you might be interested in. Right. That sounds amazing. So what are some of the things that they will learn in a training, a core training for student rep? What kind of skills would you take away that are also maybe useful for when you graduate? What what are the benefits of doing a training when you're a student rep? The training, well, it's changed a little. So the core part is really the basics of the role, which are necessary, even if you've been a rep somewhere else, because we are working in very specific circumstances and, and knowing the sort of structures at SOAS and the people and the politics of SOAS itself as an institution, you know, is important, an important place to start because anybody just coming in from outside could feel a bit lost um, to begin with. And also it's about building the actual team and team building. Yeah, it is important because one rep can't do everything, but with these new roles, like we could get a lot done. Students can get a lot done, but they can do it working together. So the core sessions, I would say the immediate benefit is that like getting to grips with how it works and getting to know each other. Even if you were a rep in a previous year, it's really important to, especially because we're reliant on this online situation, there's got to be a lot of self-motivation when you're working from, from home, you know, getting yourself up and getting yourself into things. So the team, I think, is important. Then the staff development are doing training on conflict resolution, time management, like specific kind of more um, work-based type skills, professional kind of skills. They're taking this from training that would be done with staff. It is the type of training that, you know, a workplace would frequently offer. Getting some experience in all of that, these are um, optional extra trainings, could be very useful and certainly transferable. And at the end of the time, at the end of a year, um, of we hope that people will, you know, keep going for the whole year, they'd get a letter of recommendation and we'll include on that all the training that they did, you know, so it is quite personalised. So that is, um, I guess, with any jobs after graduating, just going out in the world, any time that you're able to talk about initiative, asserting yourself, you know, in identifying, you know, an issue, a problem, figuring out some solutions and taking it forward, you know, 
lobbying for it, raising things in meetings, you know, anything that you can talk about, whether you feel like it was fully resolved or not in the short space of time, any time when you can describe going through a process of working through problems and working with other, as I say, stakeholders, right, academics, other students and so on, all of that, that's always transferable. That is always the stuff of interviews, job interviews and stuff later on. Yeah, that that's always important. The other training I'll just mention that we want to really encourage everybody to do is the equality and inclusion diversity training, which is also um, the from the staff development team. And it's important to keep that emphasis on qualities because we are beginning from the starting point of a society that is still divided and has very different levels of opportunity depending on race and gender and ability and all sorts of things. So we keep a focus on that. Yeah, we, we, we can't be naive to it. But I would definitely think that being a rep should be an enjoyable way of getting a lot of skills and testing out applying, you know, your ideas in a way that you will be able to talk about after, even if you didn't get what you wanted at the time. No, that sounds amazing. These are sounds like added bonuses of being a student representative. Not only are you there to represent uh, um, uh, represent your peers and your fellow students, but you also have, get the chance to interact with different departments and the way the institution works. And you get an added um, experience that are transferable for your future endeavors, whether that be in academia or in a workplace. That's all amazing. And that sounds really interesting. So what kind of tip would you give a student that is considered running for a student rep position? I think you've mentioned some some amazing benefits to it. You've also been very honest about the challenges. So what are tips that you would a student to take away from, from this? I guess um, it's always hard to, to think about what, what tips like, because it's sort of summarizing it down into little snippets. But I guess maybe it's more of a, an advice. So time in an institution, it takes a lot of time, like for change to take place quite often. And for some, sometimes like it's frustrating for students because, you know, the impact is now. And institutions tend to work on a large amount of bureaucracy and it always takes time to work through. But so I would say don't be disappointed by that. But if you if you have a look and sometimes it's worth just if you're getting frustrated or, you know, you're struggling with something, say something out loud, you know, get a conversation about it going, because most times you'll find that looking at things through different points of view helps a lot in working out what what the problem really is or, or um it helps helps put things in perspective so i think that's part of why i keep saying about teamwork i think it matters a lot you know for example for first year reps to talk to second and third year reps or you know undergrads and postgrads to mix sometimes yeah. Because you get to put a lot of perspective on these things. And sometimes you actually have achieved more than you realise. It's just easy to forget because you always kind of have to look at the next thing. And, and, and the education part is really fast. Your your time in education disappears quicker than you want, right? Before you know it, you're at the end and you don't really realise what has happened. So definitely. Yeah. And that stops you from being able to take a breath sometimes and kind of realise what you've 
achieved, especially when it's not everything, because by and large, changes come around in forthcoming years. For example, I remember when students were first raising the issues around the reading lists in particular, and as an example of you know what went on to be formulated more as the whole decolonize SOAS. And it was like a conversation starting across HE. And at that short time, like there wasn't a lot of immediate change, to be honest, there wasn't immediate change. But uh, the fact that this is something that hasn't disappeared and has actually enlarged into looking at much more than just reading lists and it has become, you know, a whole ongoing campaign that students have most definitely prioritised, even when it's been harder to get institutions on board. I think you'd have seen that as well, Lucia, like, and I, I, you know, it couldn't have been without the initial people who hit the brick wall. Whenever you are in a student-facing or student-representation role, you always are faced with the difficulties and challenges that you are going to have sometimes have not only people work against you, but also have difficulties in getting your point across and making people understand why this is an important issue. So perseverance is an important aspect of being able to be a good student rep or being able to to understand what your peers or what the institution needs even. Sometimes it's not even about one particular issue, but it's something that will benefit your department or the school in general. So it's always good to have these visions. Definitely. And and typically, I would say that students in that sense um, are the most innovative, like the most kind of dynamic thinkers around education, you know, kind of wanting to push forward. Um, I think that, that typically the impetus of that is from students because of being students who have the whole, you know, future ahead and have no reason to hold back and some, you know, quite often in education, I think that's why a lot of the impetus for changes and more dynamic, you know, attitudes towards how you can teach and how do you learn and how do people exist, you know, and create knowledge and all of that. Like the, a lot of innovation comes from students and young academics. And it, it's the rest of the institution or the, the rest of us, I'm going to count myself in this now, older, <laughs> older group <laughs> who are more used to how things had been which is fine because there's a bunch of experience that's important, but those two sides have to work together. And I, I, I guess I would say, yeah, for students, like sometimes it's disappointing when you don't see change fast and all of that. But I think that, yeah, I, I most definitely respect the fact that I think a lot of innovation, pretty much that you can count lots of examples, the impetus has really come from students pushing for something questioning something and that is a good thing and I think that's what motivates some people who want to become reps because they have ideas and they have questions you know and that is a good thing I mean we definitely need all of that yes definitely and I think this this my next question is really relating to not only student representation but representation in academic spaces overall and representation for particular groups Antonia you are a representation yourself at another union uh, unison how does that work relate to your work in the student union do you see any correlation in you being a a representative in the in unison and you working with student representatives at SOAS 
I guess, well, I mean, I'm a member of the Unison and I became the black members officer actually in Unison. But as an employee, you know, obviously anyone who's an employee can join a a union. I would suggest that everybody should be in a union because it's important to have that collective strength with all the other members just in the workplace as staff. I wouldn't say that it was exactly direct because it's not, you know, like my job is a, a different thing like it's my job but the connection in terms of just the interest in strong representation and challenging you know issues that need challenging and the sense of having a community with the fellow people that you work with like the impetus of all of that is probably the same for me personally it means also that I have a relationship to other staff, to other support staff, which is really important to me as a member of support staff and Mm. across the school because we work in totally different departments. And if I wasn't in the union, I don't think I would know as well. I mean, I would know the people that I have to, you know, work with and contact because of my job, but there's so many other departments where you know, I don't have a direct relationship with, but, you know, obviously in a, a union, you know, you hear from other people, you hear more about what their roles are and what they do, and you get a picture of how the whole school ticks. And I guess that's a similar thing to becoming a student rep is that you step outside of your immediate department and your immediate classes and courses and the, the faces that you'll see, you know, every week. And you start meeting people in other areas of the school that you might not have otherwise. And then you start, you know, understanding. I guess the institution, how it fits together. It's interesting. It's encouraging. It, it also just to appreciate the type of work that goes into making, you know, a place like SOAS work. You know, so much of that in the end, it is through people. It's by the mm-hmm. people and what they do, the decisions they make and the, the roles that they the roles that they occupy whether they're there as paid members of staff or as students, in a sense, we all have our contract with an institution. We're all part of a community. We're attached to either through a student enrollment or through an employment contract either way, but it's still, it is still a community, which anyway, I guess uh, to, to me is probably the best part. I think in any place you work or study, I think you want to be around people who do, you know, who, who, constitute a real community. And I think that's such an important aspect of being at SOAS is that community. We keep coming back to that aspect of community building and feeling uh, like you belong to a group of people that have similar ideas and working towards the same thing and are also contributing to change in their own ways, everyone in their own individual ways. And it's that community feeling that makes SOAS so unique. And I think I... I'm completely um, convinced that had I been an undergraduate at SOAS, I would have probably done, I would have probably volunteered to be a student rep as well, because it sounds like such an important aspect of not only experiencing university life, but also representing your views and making sure that you are heard as students, because oftentimes students students feel ignored and uh, forgotten when it comes to changes within their institutions. And this is a good way to be part of that change. So thank you for that wonderful insight, Antonia. I have one final question that's unrelated to student rep, but because we're doing this podcast during Black History Month and you mentioned that you're a Black member for Unison and you are a Black member of staff at the student unit as well, I wanted to get your take on what Black History Month means to you and what 
Black History Month means to you being at SOAS? What do you like people to take away from Black History Month as part of the SOAS community? Oh, so so much, right? Um, the I mean, Black History Month, yeah, this year, 2020, has been, it's been a year where a lot has happened and there's been a real outpouring in the middle of, you know, pandemic and closed down, shut down and difficulty even being able to visit friends or, or do any normal things. There's still also at the same time been such an outpouring because of the reality of racism. And I think that what I would want most um, is... I want to break down the, you know, the sort of isolated bubbles, which I think is the reason why there still is a Black History Month, because of course, in reality, this is, you know, history, 365 days a year, there's no separation, really. I don't, you know, it's not even a separate history based on race, because let's say British history is uh, shaped by race and the politics, let's, you know, the, the, the politics and the colonialism, just all of its history. Do you know what I mean? It's not a, a history of a different set of people as if we all lived on a different planet. It's more like um, trying to consciously make ways to uncover what's been kind of covered up in history. I would want people, I guess, to to come out of this with a new curiosity, not just a curiosity, but I would argue a sense of the importance, the absolute necessity of breaking down the barriers that race and racism create, and which means learning. It means learning about black history, learning about anti-racist struggle in history, learning about the real truth that kind of just doesn't really get dealt with, because it's always still disappointing that you know, to find people who imagine that, like, you know, that black people only showed up in Europe this last century or something, you know, like, it means that there's a big chunk of our collective history that's been left out. And that's to the de detriment of everyone. So if people could leave with anything at all, um, it would be a sense of the necessity of filling that gap. Because we have a very proud anti-racist history to not only celebrate, but, you know, act on. Um, if we're going to reach, if we're going to reach, you know, getting to somewhere where uh, racism could genuinely be done away with. That's really good. That's really great. I think it, it means different things for different people. But one of the things that we definitely all agree on is that Black history is not a single month event. You know, it's something that we are constantly confronted with. And we it's something that we uh, embrace on a yearly basis every single day, every single month. So to hide, to have a chance to highlight some of the experiences, some of the opinions that we all have about Black History Month and how we celebrate it, especially within an institution like SOAS, is important. Even as student union uh, staff members, we have uh, particular views on social issues. So it's important for us to be able to highlight some of these opinions and experiences. So thank you for that, Antonia. And thank you for joining us today for the podcast. It has been very insightful and we've had such an interesting take on what it means to be a student representative, what you do within the senior union, your value contribution and how students can get involved with um, being part of the university, but also being part of the student union. So thank you. No problem. Thanks.